Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I have gotten multiple texts about how much my college bowl pick sucked. Corey Pons is back at quarterback now. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Welcome to another episode of Something's Brewing. How is everybody doing? New Year's Eve, episode number 44. Hope everyone had a great Christmas and a fantastic eight crazy nights. Episode number 44 brought to you by 8sleep.com. Let's talk about sleep. You need to get eight hours of sleep. One of the biggest problems, temperature. Tough to get a good night's sleep if you're too hot. The pod by Eat, Eight Sleep is a high-tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness. It was developed by leading sleep researchers after a lot of analysis on hours of sleep. Combines dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to enhance your rest and recovery. It learns your sleep habits. AI in the bedroom. That means if you like the bed cool and your partner likes it bed warm, now you can have both at the same time. What a great partnership. Nice. In a crazy comfortable bed. Sleep longer and deeper. Wake up refreshed and ready to take on the world. Try the pod for 100 nights, and if you don't love it, they'll refund your purchase and arrange for a free pickup for a limited time. Get $150 off your purchase when you go to 8sleep.com slash pro, 8sleep.com slash pro, 8sleep.com slash pro. Don't forget to follow us at somethingsbrewing.com. On Instagram, it's somethingsbrewing. I don't know if you noticed, I, I did my first posting. I did. We'll talk a little bit I'm more about that later. You. Thank you. Yes. Um, or shoot us an email to Corey at somethingsbrewing. Producer Dan, yes. what a year it has been. Yes. It has been a year. It has so, definitely been a year. It's uh, 2019 has been definitely a year. Yep. And yeah. uh, it was a lot of decade. We're going to do a lot of decade uh, uh, reflection, too. Yeah, I hadn't even thought about it until recently that it's the end of a decade. Yeah. It's wow. a big, kind of a big deal. Kind of, yeah. So we do have a number, favorite number 44 of all time. Oh, yeah. The baddest college linebacker of all time, Mr. Brian Bosworth. Mm. And you talk about timing. We do it all the time. It happened last week with Troy Palomalu in episode number 43, reminding right. me of the player, blah, blah, blah. So here's this is even better than last week. So we're on episode 44. True. He's an old Oklahoma linebacker. Yes. He's my favorite college football player. I was him, number 44 of the Sooners, multiple times for Halloween when I was a toddler. Oh, my God. Really? Okay, yeah. And then <laughs> Oklahoma plays in the semifinals. Okay. Yes. In, be- in between shows. All yes. Right? All true. Number 44, we'll get to it later when we talk about that semifinal. Number 44 gets ejected from the game from Oklahoma because of a targeting call. Big, lots of targeting talk this week. Really? Yes. Yeah, so that's We're also. Have to discuss what that means because yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah, sound yeah. good. So then, and then on top of it, we, we were going to do the show yesterday on Monday. It's now Tuesday, uh, you know, midday, True. New Year's Eve, True. because Dan had a hurt knee. <laughs> yeah. You know why I, how I heard it? How? I, um, I exercised. <laughs> Yeah, Dan sent me a text. He goes, <laughs> hey, we were supposed to do the show last night, and he sent me a text like, hey, uh, you know, can we push the show off till the next day? My knee is really bothering me. And I thought, this is a, right. this out of a, you had a skiing accident. Yeah, the Twilight Zone. Right. All right, but no, here's the thing. So um, Bo- Brian Bosworth on Sunday Night Football, mm-hmm. he raised the 12-man flag for the Seattle Seahawks basically two days before we bring him up as our favorite number 44 of all time. Nice. He was on national TV. Did you, did you watch it? By the way, I also got Dan. I don't know if you guys saw it on Instagram. I got Dan uh, one of those uh, uh, um, uh, electronic antenna, antennas so he yes. can watch live sports for free. Yes. So a couple quick highlights on uh, Brian Bosworth. Again, huge fan of his. Um, a linebacker from Oklahoma. Was drafted in the first round by the Seattle Seahawks in 1987. They did. He did win a national championship at Oklahoma in '85. He was a Heisman Trophy finalist as a defensive player in 1986. Sweet. He won the Buckus Award for the top linebacker in '85 and '86. An unanimous All American in '85 and '86. And then three times All Big Eight. No, it doesn't matter. He is in the College Football Hall of Fame. And then let me say a couple things though. I was such a big fan of his, and one, uh, two of his nephews played for the UCLA Bruins back in the day. So I spent a little bit of time with Brian up in the stands. And sort of watching practice, and uh, I have I was being I was really cool the first time I met him, and I basically was like, you know, politely saying, "Dude, I was a four year starting quarterback here, and you're my favorite football player of all time." Right. And I got a little bit of the 
Yeah. St- you remember the movie he did, Stone Cold? Well, I was going to ask you, do I know him from movies? So yeah, I do, right? He, he it's the guy I'm thinking of. Yeah. yeah. So let's just say that okay, the movie so, is uh-oh. accurate. <laughs> did you get a Stone Cold? I got a little bit of a Stone Cold. Oh, really? Uh, I saw him later on, you know, down the road, and I reminded him. And he kind of gave me a little bit of pop, a little bit of an upgrade from Stone Cold, but but not so much. I was like, dude, I'm sitting here. Last I checked, you're not that big of a deal anymore. So why don't you give me a right, little give more me a attention? Little something, you know? Okay. So anyway, congratulations to him. Next time I see him, I'll tell him that we brought him up on the show and see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with that, producer Dan, yes, we are off. Oh yeah. Okay, so let's let's not um, hide behind the obvious here. Oh, what I have, happened? I have gotten multiple texts over the last three to five days about how much my college bowl pick sucked. <laughs> okay, oh, did you really? did you get uh, find me a song uh, a, a sound effect for we suck? You suck. <laughs> I love it. Okay, however, in in fur- with further analysis, we are actually at the current moment twelve and eight. All right, we started off strong. But we, first yeah. of all, who's we? <laughs> when we suck, I think it's all on you, buddy. That's, I don't know you're what right, you're talking you're about. Right. You're talking about. We started out three and zero. Oh, then we went zero oh and four. Yeah. Then we went two and two. Okay. Then well, we went. It. Then we won the Notre Dame game, and then you got to get a little extra credit for the lock of the a lock of the week. We lock pick, of the week is always extra credit, right? Yeah. So Penn State uh, locked on Memphis. That was our lock. Right. We did lose this the Oklahoma game. And we'll get to a little bit more analysis on that in a few moments. And then we won the Clemson game. Yes. Uh, and then we, we lost the Western Michigan game. Uh, we won the Louisville game. Then we won the California game. We won the Virginia-Florida game. And that's, and that's where we're at in real time. You suck! But at 12 and 8... Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty, not that bad. No, that's not it's bad. It's better at all. than some of the talking heads it. do. Right. So, um, okay, so let's look at uh, um, uh, semifinal one first. So, Oklahoma had some suspensions. And I'm going to do my Ed Orgeron imitation, okay? So Ed Orgeron <laughs> is is a, is a head coach from LSU, and he was unbelievable. But I do think that LSU is getting a little too cocky for their own britches, and I don't expect them to beat Clemson in the national championship, okay? All right? So basically, right Oklahoma's first drive was way too conservative, and on second and third down, after only a six-yard loss, they had a shitty punt, and, and LSU just crushes. All right. I do want to mention though, and I'll go back to my regular voice. So there was a, it was a, actually a tragic story, which I know you didn't see. So one of the coordinators from LSU, his daughter-in-law was on this, on a plane headed to the game and she passed away. Did you see that? that I was, did see that. That was sad. Now, l- let's clarify. Since now I own a, a high definition 4K antenna. For free. For free. Courtesy <laughs> yeah. of Corey Paws. Um, you said I had to watch the Clemson game. Yeah, but you also watched the Oklahoma game? Well, no, that was only, the Clemson <laughs> game was only on ESPN. So mm. I had to watch one that was on ABC. So I watched the Notre Dame game. Ooh, okay. The one we won. We won that one. We did, Notre Dame did win. Yes, yeah. Fighting Irish. Yes. Yeah. See, I even know they're the Fighting Irish now. But I, but I saw that that was very sad. The, the, I saw the news report about that. That was sad. Yeah, that was terrible. Sad. She was way too young. Way. Um, so with that, we're going to go back to my Ed Ordron voice. Do it. So, Terrible targeting call by o- Oklahoma's defensive guy. We mentioned that earlier, number 44. That was one of the worst target. I mean, that, that would deserve, they got deserved to go to jail for that, no, for listen, that hit. Maverick, can we, just for the, the, the listener <laughs> yeah, yeah. that doesn't understand what a targeting call is, so yeah, so that, that being me. Is when you lead, lead with your helmet. You got to lead with your helmet, and, and you're targeting the opponent's head. So you lead, oh the, you put, God, are you kidding? You put your helmet on their helmet. And if it's and if it's egregious, then you get kicked out of the game. Oh my god! Otherwise, it's just a personal foul penalty. <laughs> but in this case, wow. it was a targeting call. Guy gets kicked out of the game. We could have right. used him on defense. I don't think we would have. We, we we said that LSU was going to win, but we were going to take the points. But they crushed. And Joey Heisman, okay, Burrow had six touchdown passes in the first half. I mean, are you kidding me? Jesus Christ. <laughs> so anyway, but I do think even Burrow, I see Burrow getting a little too cocky. Yeah. And I think LSU is a is just is in just ripe for uh defeat in the 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 national championship game. And I want to give a a a, good, a great quote from uh one of my good buddies Dave Bomber. Um one of two Thunderbirds that I was able to spend some time with uh Thunderbirds? Yeah. Well, I didn't get to, to spend some time with my man Tally, but a big thank you to to Tally and my other favorite Thunderbird Dave Bomber for the tickets to the to the Clemson um uh, Ohio State game 
in Arizona, which I'll get to next. But Uh-oh. he, Dave, Dave gave a great comment. He goes, he said, we were talking about the semifinal game, the OU LSU, and he goes, yeah. he goes, Lincoln Riley is leaking oil. <laughs> <laughs> so he's he gets a, he, their Thunderbirds are so strong. They're like the Illuminati in Arizona. Dude. It's crazy. Yeah, sorry, we won't talk about it anymore. Okay, so moving on to semifinals too. So on the first drive, oh my gosh, fantastic catch by that OSU receiver that was coming right into the corner of the end zone where Brooklyn and I were were uh, were sitting. Yeah. Um, for the for the first quarter, up until basically the last three minutes of the first half, Clemson was getting smoked. But at the same time, you felt like they were potentially, you know, coming like just kind of getting their bearings straight. Everyone right, right. talks about how Clemson didn't play anybody during the year and they didn't really play anyone during the year. Ohio State was obviously the most physical, most athletic team that Clemson had played all year, but to me, all they were doing was just feeling it out. Okay, and you then, had faith the whole game. Is that what you're saying? I, I, I 100 had faith the whole game, and I, and again, if Dave uh, Bomber listens to this podcast, I feel bad for them because I was sitting with it was basically my daughter and I decked out in Clemson orange. You saw some of those something's oh, brewing. You got to see you? that on, on Instagram. Wasn't that cool? Those, those the sneakers. Shoes. Oh, the kangaroo <laughs> sneakers. So good. Oh, and then um, <laughs> and then there was eight people to our left, and we were all we were in like a like a, a, a elevated sort of handicap area, and uh, they were all Ohio State fans. So I felt oh. terrible. We actually left early because I could tell they were going to lose. So Dave, I apologize for that. But back to another targeting call. And there's another good friend of mine who just go, go by AT. So AT hates when referees uh, it, uh, have have something uh, an effect on the game. And I I agree with him and I understand that. However, what did I just tell you? What the targeting pe- penalty is when you lead uh, with your head and you hit your head and you hit another head. Yes. Okay. Kicked out of the game. So everyone's complaining about the targeting call on Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback of Clemson, but by the rules, mm-hmm. it is 100% a targeting call. It's a targeting penalty. Even if it's the quarterback. Yeah, it's exactly. Even, 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 Honestly, the even, last guy that should be Even doing... more if it's the quarterback, yeah. right? Like they're trying to protect all players, but you know the, the big-time college football is not that dissimilar than the NFL. They're still right. trying to protect the quarterback as well. So by the rule book, AT, it was a targeting call. <laughs> It was a targeting penalty. But everyone, so now the Ohio State people are going nuts, right? Because then they come back, there's a, there's a terrible pass interference call, but there was this older Ohio State gentleman about four rows above, in front of us. Mm-hmm. He literally, after the targeting call and the p- pass interference and then the uh, Clemson scored, he chucked a beer from about 20 rows back, Oh, chucked a beer onto the field, walks oh. up five rows, and we're right by like a glass door that opens up and goes into the club level, because we're in the club level, Humble Okay, Bray. okay. Um, slams the door, almost breaks the, the glass door, <laughs> security's tracking this guy down, Yeah, but the Ohio State fans were so upset, like literally looked like it was about to be a mutiny on a pirate ship. But literally, literally were you afraid they were going to start rioting? I, I was like, I was like, Brooklyn. Because this is LA. Brooklyn, we, we know riots are real. Yeah, I'm like, Brooklyn, take off your purple shirt. <laughs> take, take off your you purple shirt. You got something underneath shirt, that, honey? Because, you know? yeah. Um, but again, Trevor Lawrence, he, he's been my favorite quarterback in college football. I, his, the, the, the 64 yard run that he had was spectacular. Wow. His poise, the guy has done nothing but just win every single game he's ever played in as a college football player. Okay. And it's two full seasons now. The dude is, is that, a stud. Is that, you're being literal? Yes. He's won every game. Yeah, and that's the guy that has has got the long hair. Yeah, and they call him. They joke and call him Sunshine. Yes, he's like the you know the white surfer with the long hair playing in the SEC in the the South. (laughs) Yeah, right. So anyway, um, was at that game. My daughter and I had a fantastic time. Uh, I did post some did some postings on Instagram. Did you see the one with uh, Brooklyn with something's brewing in the wings? Yes. Wasn't that kind of cool? Yes. Yeah. She looks like I don't know what. I don't sort of angel phoenix. Yeah. Something's like brewing. I don't know. Some, some show coming she's out on an, Netflix. She's an X Man or something. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. So with that, let's go to. Uh, oh, sorry. All right. Let's back up. Talk so like I, I was me. throwing it in there a little bit, but What's, so what? Clemson's Clemson LSU. Oh yeah. All right. Clemson is going to win. It will be a good game. I feel bad because I'm going to the game with an LSU fan, an old friend of mine uh, that I've known for literally 35 years, but. I feel bad for him. He's an LSU grad, and he's going to be rooting for LSU. I'm mm-hmm. not going to come as much with the Thunder in terms of my Clemson sure, colors. Be- because of your buddy. But you, you can't. But you right. better believe I'm wearing those shoes again. Of course. Those the are kangaroos? Like, do, you know how, do you know how much like, po- positive attention I got for those shoes? 
Dude, where do you even find kangaroos well, that are that color? Great, great question. So let's do a quick recap because I do love kangaroos. And for those of you that know, I do have some of a, but, but some bit of a foo, uh, foot Shoe, sorry, shoe fetish. Now, they're not a sponsor, but if they wanted to send us some shoes. Right. So here's the deal. We could give them They were big in the 80s. All right. Yes. Walter Payton was one of the first uh, sponsors of the the kangaroo shoe. Oh, is that right? Yep. And it's a shoe with the pockets on the side, if you remember. Yeah. Okay. So then they were out of business. So a private equity company bought them and brought them back into business. And they only sold them at Payless Shoe Source. Really? And online through Payless. Now, if you notice, your fans, anyone who has kids out there and you don't want to spend $150 on Jordans, <laughs> then you probably are shopping at Payless. But yeah. you also notice that if you're shopping at Payless, that Payless is now out of business as well. So what I did when they first came back into business, I bought every single men's pair of 12s. No. And every single women's 13s. No. Yep. And I have them all in boxes in my garage. And uh-huh. that was the first time I was just waiting for a time. Guess what? I'm To the Rose Bowl game, I got a pair of green ones for Oregon. Are you serious? I got orange and purple for no. for Clemson. Now, the women's ones that are 13s, women's and 13s. Th- they are not for Christine, are they? No. No, my wife does not wear 13s, right, I didn't think so. Um, so... so- so you can wear a woman's 13? I wear women's 13s all the time when kangaroos are, are nice. in place. Yeah. So I wear women's 13s. That's a nice, you want to know that's why? That's a kangaroo hack. Because I guess what? Know. I realized that the, they wear, um, they, do, they, don't, they don't make as flamboyant, colorful shoes for men. Isn't that weird? I wonder why. <laughs> well, that's why you got to sometimes go with the women's 13. All right. So with that, Clemson's going to win. I can't wait to be at at be at the game and talk about how much fun it is because it's going to be in New Orleans. And yeah. there's there's nothing like a party in, in, in New Orleans. I mean, it's unbelievable. I do feel like I need to take a shower every five minutes in well, New Orleans. But you know what? It's still a United States city, and you got to give them credit for that. <laughs> so, okay, with that, let's talk about our second sponsor, MyBookie. So oh. obviously we just went through it. It's an exciting time for sports. We're 12 and 8 on our bowl game so far. I expect to have a great finish and push it potentially to 20 and 8. That would be great. Um, so you want to get in on the action? Go to yeah. mybookie.com. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot like me, try a parlay. For instance, if you'd like a couple of big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. MyBookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book around. If you join now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to 1000 That means if you deposit 2000 you get an extra 1000 in free money to play with. All you have to do is use your promo code BLV to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code BLV to get your extra cash from MyBookie. Bet. Win. Get paid. Yeah. All right. So let's keep it moving, Dan. I got a lot to. T- we got we. Sorry, we have a lot to talk about. Well, no, so- I don't have that much to talk about. I'm just going to listen to you. Uh, well, you know what? Keep chiming in. What are we doing? Let's move the chains. Oh, really? Over to the rest of the sports. Is recap. it time for the most manual, man, masculine, freaking song ever? Give it to me. That team parlays parlays we're gonna win all right so let's start with the nfl playoff picture so uh was a big big weekend for uh nfl uh down to the wire with the the sunday night game between the 49ers and the seahawks is still playing a big piece so everyone had to be glued to their tvs until the, the until 9 p.m 8 30 p.m pacific standard time on sunday night so turns out everything comes to play 49ers are the number one seed, so they get a buy, and they had the second highest odds of making it to the Super Bowl at 49.3%. Um, I like them making it to the Super Bowl yeah. for a couple different reasons. One, I know and like Kyle Shanahan very much. I think he'll be the coach of the year. I think he should be. Um, I just like his attitude. Uh, I, I knew him when he was at UCLA, had a chance to spend a little bit of time with him when he was back there and as a grad assistant, a player and a grad assistant. So I feel like I'm a little connected to him and I'm a big fan of his. Also had a great good friend, Adam Peters, who's is in the front office at the 49ers, who is also an ex teammate and good friend. So I'm rooting for the rooting for the 49ers, even though we have money on the Seahawks to make it to the Super Bowl. And that's our biggest money bet, by the way, Dan, if the Seahawks win the Super Bowl, we win sixty eight hundred dollars. Oh, my. All right. So one X factor that I do want to mention, though, I'm from a 49er standpoint, which I haven't really watched enough of them to realize it until this week, is that their running backs are very, very fast. All of them and there's nothing better than a running back than can you you get make one guy miss in the hole or make one safety miss and you score a 40 50 or 60 plus yard run 
because nobody on the defense can catch you. <laughs> and, and scoring touchdowns, <laughs> scoring touchdowns in the playoffs is critical to making it to the Super Bowl because every time you hold someone to a field goal, obviously someone scores a touchdown that's four more points. Dan seven three minus seven minus three equals four. And when you have running backs that are as fast as the 49ers running backs, yeah, you can score from anywhere on the field practically, and that's a huge benefit. Some of the other teams don't have running backs that can score. Like even Henry on the Titans, he's fast, he's big and fast, but he's not that fast. So he's not going to have that 70, 80-yard run. And I predict that the first game you see from the 49ers, you will see a running back score a 60-plus-yard run. But they're not going to play till the second round. Green Bay Packers also have a, a, a first-round buy. Their chance of making the Super Bowl is 20.6%. Point, uh, um, we've talked about Aaron Rodgers for plenty of, plenty of times throughout the year. He hasn't had to do much to have a 13-3 and record. Okay, um, he doesn't have a lot of crazy, uh, you know, crazy uh, uh, teammates, unbelievable players. Their their tailback Aaron Jones could be an X factor. Um, the the their their one receiver Devonte he looks good, but the only time that they actually uh, uh, played a really good team was at San Francisco in Week Twelve, and they lost by twenty nine points. So uh, they they make no mistake they make no more no bars about winning ugly they don't care it's all about the <laughs> the record a win is a win and you know you, you got to love again at Aaron Rodgers' post game interviews so I, I I'm I'm glad that they're in anytime the Aaron Rodgers is in the playoffs is good the number three seed the New Orleans Saints okay I might be able to catch a, if they win I might be able to catch a uh, a little parlay the following weekend if they play on Sunday I'm going to go to the Saints game. The night before, and then the the first game against. But actually, check that it's impossible. They'll have to play at the other team. <laughs> We're gonna have to get rid of that. So I was just pleasantly optimistic. All right. So the Saints are playing are, are playing the Vikings, and they're an eight point favorite. All right. Mm. I think they cover the eight. All right. So I'm yep. taking the Saints and the minus eight. The Saints has a 15.4% chance to make it. They won five games this year with Drew Brees out. Okay, so they won five games with a backup quarterback. Uh, Michael Thomas had a record-setting season. All right? So and, and so that if you can win five games with your backup, Drew Brees, you know, future first ballot Hall of Famer, is now is, looks as good as he's ever looked, and I think he's 39 or 40. Wow. Um, no, he's 41, actually. He's, he's a year older than me. So he's 41 years old. Um, I like the Saints covering the minus eight against the Vikings. All right, and that's on Sunday. Uh, the number four seed is the Eagles. So the Eagles had a great end to their season after starting out in five, uh, starting out in five and seven. Um, Carson Wentz was the first quarterback to have four thousand yards without one receiver finishing the season with at least five hundred receiving yards. It's a crazy statistic. Wow. So four thousand yards, but none of his receivers had over five hundred yards. Wow. All right. Um Zach Ertz, you know, had a crazy injury. Uh we'll see if he comes back. Um he like lacerated a kidney. Like playing. Oh, is that is that all? Yeah. It's yeah. like that that's it. Like as if this game isn't dangerous enough. Uh, so uh. the Eagles actually get a home game against our Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. They're at the Eagles are plus two. I'm taking the Seahawks to cover that spread at negative two okay. in Philadelphia. Sorry, Mark Heenan. Uh, but I don't think the, I think the Eagles uh, luck has run out and I, I question, uh, I think Carson Wentz is going to press because he has a lot to prove. He's heard plenty that Nick Foles was, you know, the Super Bowl champ and they got rid of Nick Foles. Uh, they paid Carson Wentz a whole bunch of money and I think he's going to press. I, and, well, I know he's going to press and I think he's going to throw at least one or two picks and he's going to be the reason that they lose because he feels like he has to prove himself that Nick Foles was just a fluke and he would have won the Super Bowl as well. Um, so, I got the Seahawks covering the negative two at uh, at uh, Philadelphia. So that's with the NFC, you know. And again, Vikings, you know, I, Kirk Cousins has played better this year than he has at, at other times. But he's another guy that's going to press, and that's the reason why they're the Saints will cover the negative eight because Kirk Cousins is also going to have a poor, a very poor game. 
Um, okay, moving on to the AFC. First seed, first seed Baltimore Ravens. There are so we got one. We got one horse in the game on the NFC and the Seahawks. Yeah. yeah. And then here's our biggest bet. Talk to me. Is the Ravens to win yeah. the Super Bowl? If the Ravens win the Super Bowl, I checked it again. We win forty eight hundred dollars. Okay. okay. Oh, and they right. have the fifty three percent chance of making it to the Super Bowl. Um, I don't see any way they do not make it to the Super Bowl, and that will be so freaking awesome. If again we had the Seahawks versus the Ravens, Seahawks, yeah. highly unlikely, but it's probably going to be 49ers and Ravens. Kansas City Chiefs, all right, they're the second seed, also have a, uh, the first round by. They have a 34.5% chance of making it. Um, so Patrick Mahomes had practically another MVP season. He did miss a couple games due to a knee injury, and he probably would have won the MVP if he didn't miss any games and Lamar Jackson didn't come with the serious thunder this year and run away with the MVP. Um, so I, I, I think the Chiefs, they've, they've rested the Sean McCoy for the last couple games. Um, uh, hopefully he'll be able to come back a little uh, precursor to the Sean McCoy for a little bit later in the decade section. Uh, and then we'll see if uh, if Terrell Suggs, who, who can who can he's a, has sort of a, been a big perf- a performer in years past. And, and speaking of Terrell Suggs, I want to make one more comment about Jadavian Clowney of the Seahawks. He has, in my opinion, he's, he hasn't done very much at all this year. He hasn't been impressive to me at all. But mark my words, he will have at least one or two sacks in that game because, that, to me, he's the kind of guy that turns it on when he has to turn it on. I think he's a little bit lazy, and I think he's going to have a fantastic game because he's a freak. And, and just <laughs> you heard it from me. Well, not me and probably plenty of other people, but I haven't heard anybody else say it yet because I haven't been listening to You heard it here first on this podcast. Exactly. The number three seed, for the first time in years, the Patriots yeah. do not have a first-round bye. They've never won a Super Bowl without a first-round bye. A little side note. Mm. Um, they have an, only an 8.3% chance to make it to the playoffs. Um, they're playing the Titans, and they're a minus 4.5. I think they cover that minus 4.5. Uh, Bill Belichick plays his, his old t- uh, player in Mike Vrabel. So we'll see. Uh, I don't see any way that the Tennessee is going to be able to cover that. And I see a, a blowout. And then you'll be able everyone right now is talking about how the Patriots are done. I still see them making it to the AFC championship. All right. Um, Stefan Gilmore, the, the, the star uh, DB star cornerback for the Patriots. He was seemed he was exposed a little bit last week. Didn't, didn't really didn't play very well against the dolphins, but I see him coming back. He can lock down any receiver and Tennessee's not going to be able to win it. And, um, uh, at Gillette Stadium. So next, the fourth seed is the Houston Texan. They're a two and a half point favorite against Buffalo. All right. And they have a 2.6 chance to make the playoffs or to make the Super Bowl. I'm actually going to go with Buffalo on the money line here. I think they win it outright. Um, I just, I, I feel like Deshaun Watson has taken, he's done, even though he's done better this season of taking sacks, he's lost 30% less yardage this year than he did the year before. I see him taking a couple of huge sacks. I see, um, I see Josh Allen coming, coming to play big time for the Buffalo Bills. I see him winning on the money line. And, uh, and that's really our only crazy pick. Yeah. All right. So Buffalo wins on the money line, even though they have a 0.5% chance of making the Super Bowl. They'll probably get smoked in the following game. So we'll see what happens in the first round of the playoffs. It's one of my, it's by far my favorite weekend of professional football when you got two games on Saturday and two games. Wild card weekend is fantastic. So looking forward to seeing what happens. Hopefully we, we make up for our terrible picks in college football with some better picks in NFL. So next I want to move into the top sports teams and individual efforts of the decade. Yeah. All right. Cause I think it's kind of cool. No pressure. All right. So first let's talk about a little bit of the Olympics. Uh, you remember Simone Biles? That fantastic gymnast. I think so. Right? So she was going to go to UCLA, but she actually turned pro. And the reason I want to bring that up is that it also brought in the negative story about that Dr. Nassar, the Michigan <laughs> State guy. Yeah, uh, who's a total yeah, creepster. Guy, yeah. Yep. So no, another big shout out to the Michael Phelps decade, you know, one of the most decorated uh, Olympians of all time, the swimmer. You know him, right? Dude, I've watched him practice really? in, re- in real life. Yeah. Short version is um, the guy's a machine. 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 Do you see how much he eats? No. It's crazy. Machine. And then another shout out from a winter standpoint, Sean White, you know, the, the snowboarder, you know, he's yeah, just a completely on. dominant. So, all right, that's what's one, one shout out from a team's, uh, or from an Olympic standpoint. Lance Armstrong got stripped of all his medals in this decade. Remember yes. how big of a deal he was? Uh, and then he got them all stripped for doping. Oops. Um, next, moving on to the tennis side. So there was 40 Grand Slam tournaments of the decade and either Nadal, Federer, or Djokovic won all but six. 
<laughs> okay. Wow. And and those were those and those were all won by two people, <laughs> Andy Murray and w- Warinka. I forget his first name. Yeah. Djokovic gets the title for fifteen Grand Slam victories in a decade. Jeez. Nadal had thirteen. Okay, from a PGA standpoint, all right, Rory McIlroy in the decade, he won the most major titles. He had four major titles. Uh, Brooks Kepka and Jordan Spieth were both tied at three. All right, uh, moving on, the NHL, the glory days for the Blackhawks. <laughs> okay, Blackhawks won the most NHL titles in the decade in really? 2010, 13, and 15. All right, uh, the Kings also won two, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but they both suck now. NBA. Uh, was all about the Warriors and the Cavaliers, baby. Mm-hmm. They played in four finals. Golden State won three championships, and they and the Golden State Warriors played in five championships. So the Dang Golden it. State Warriors three, and then Major League Baseball. The Chicago Cubs won in 2016. Give it to me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great. I was at that game. You were. I, I was at. I was at. I was at one of the games. The, the wow, game that they dude. were about to be de- uh, uh, eliminated, and they went on four, one four in a row. Anyway, um, so from that though standpoint, the Giants, the San Francisco Giants, won three times in 10, 2010, 2012, and two thousand fourteen. So they win that. And an NFL standpoint, the Patriots went to five Super Bowls and won three to Dang. win the most Super Bowls in the decade fifteen. 2015, 17, and 19. And then a couple leaders for the NFL for the decade. We talked about Drew Brees earlier. He's he threw for the most yards in the decade, 46,770. Julio Jones, the receiver from the Falcons, 12,000 yards rush, uh, receiving. LaShawn McCoy from the Chiefs, like I said, he we brought him up from previously. He's going to have a big couple games in the second round of the playoffs. He had the most yards, 10,000 yards rushing, and the most touchdowns, 85 total touchdowns. Vaughn Miller with the most sacks at 106. Richard Sherman with the most picks on defense with 35 picks. All right. Also want to give a shout out to the rise of the women's U.S. soccer team. Yes. It feels like they dominated the decade. Yes, and on, it does. And on the contrary, the men's U.S. soccer team is was in the complete demise throughout the decade. Oh, there is a men's soccer team? Yeah, exactly. And we didn't even make it to the last World Cup for God's sakes. All right. We've got that so, new stadium here. Come on, guys. Get know, it together. Right? So before we and before we uh, we move it on to pop culture and politics, I mm-hmm. want to make one mm-hmm. more comment about sports. We, this decade also gets a, a lot of credit goes to the rise of the UFC. And you know, we talk about the UFC. I'm a big fan. I've got some some again some friends and they're involved in it big time. Uh, but you know. The UFC, you can't argue with how popular they have become it's over the last insane. 10 years. Uh, I mean, and, and the fact that they sold for four plus billion dollars in 2016, did that huge deal with ESPN Plus, mm-hmm. which I can't stand. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, still shows how big of a deal but they are. Yeah, and they're yeah. still crushing boxing and they're not going anywhere. So no. big shout out to the rise of uh, of the USC over the decade as well. All right. So now let's shake it over to pop culture. Got a new Shake It song. Give it to me. Shake, 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 shake it. Shake, 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 shake it. Shake, 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 shake it. For for those of you listening, if you can tell me who sings this song, I'll be shocked. I'll give you a second to think, 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 think. Metro Station. Okay. All right. So first on pop culture. All right. I would. I would. I was as I was getting ready for the show, Dan. I don't know if you looked at the outline, but I I want to talk about pop culture being dominated in this decade by social media and 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 the ride sharing aspect of life. Right? Would you agree? I mean, I'm not. I'm not making up. Like, wait, wait. I I was with you until you said ride sharing. Well, you know, the the pop culture is being dominated by ride sharing. Well, I mean, something that's very like. Kind of important and has has changed drastically oh in pop gosh. culture is ride sharing. I guess so. I don't see them as being That's in okay. pop culture. Yeah. Well, why not? Uh, like, but, but, but I guess yeah. Uh, hold on. Right. And and. The 1990s, Dan, were a bunch of teenagers getting out of random cars all over the world? Yeah, no. Okay. Yeah, Pop culture's no. changed. Yeah, no. Boy, yeah, really sorry. coming at me hard there, Dan. Sorry. sorry, um, sorry. Do you agree with social media being a big portion what of the decade? What is social media? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Dude, so social media is taking over. Okay. Everything. So you, the YouTube and Instagram economy, obviously that has has come on uh, drastically in this decade. It. Okay. And then how about the how about podcasts? Huh? What's that? I mean, I know you've been in the podcast business for a long time, but you can't argue that this decade has been huge for podcasts. It's been unbelievable. All right, unbelievable. So, uh, so uh, that's a little bit, a little more, more statistics. So, Facebook IPO'd in 2012 at the largest evaluation ever. All right. I'm still not a big fan of Facebook. When did Facebook start? Do you remember offhand? 2008-ish. No, it was that recently. Yeah, yeah. 
oh in college when we were in college, and it started as face smash. Remember, and then it, it was yeah. then it turned oh, into Facebook. Yeah, sure. All right, so Uber actually so from the ride sharing standpoint, Uber actually started in 2009, but it didn't go IPO until 2019, and it, that was obviously it's been a train wreck so far. But you can't argue that they were sort of first to the game and oh, first yeah. popular. Oh, but yeah. then Lyft started in 2012, went public in 2019. Also, uh, Twitter IPO'd in 2013. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. Amazon ha- had started uh, well before 2010, but in my opinion, like I became a Prime member in this decade. Prime, Prime changed everything, right? And I say so. I wrote Amazon be, be, it was officially mainstream, right? Well, and and with Prime, you know, they very quietly but very steadily got into the content business, mm-hmm. which and comes so, out next. Which comes up? Oh, next. is that right? Yeah. yeah. Which comes up next? So before we get into the streaming wars, Dan. Ooh, uh, yeah. So, like again, Amazon is officially mainstream, and with the death, including the death of retail, and and biggest Absolute. reason for the death of retail. Absolutely. And it's been interesting to see how uh, real estate companies have tried to, to to combat the death of retail and making it more of an experience as you show up to the retail, right? Like mm-hmm. like everyone would love to uh, duplicate the experience at an Apple store, right? Because Apple store, yes. Apple still has a huge retail presence. Right. Yes, absolutely. And it's, but it's experience. Right. Like everyone yeah. hates to go to the Apple store, but that every I hate it more than anything. Yes. I, I get an I appointment. But every time I go in there, I look around at the at the hundreds of people that are just kind of chilling. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. You're like, wow, chilling. And there's nowhere to sit. Nowhere there's to no, sit. Really it's nowhere so to awkward. Stand. It's you're terrible. like, you want to ask the guy in the red shirt, like, are you for me? Like, you, you're like you're, right. every time a guy in a red shirt walks by, you think, is this the moment? Is this the moment? Is this the moment? No. But so anyway, it's, it's, it's no, interesting absolutely. to see how the, the real estate market has been dealing with that. So then moving on to the streaming wars, like you, you jumped the gun a little bit. I'm sorry. So Netflix IPO'd in 2012. We had the Hulu and then Am- you mentioned Amazon Prime and now yeah. we have Apple TV, ESPN Plus, Disney Plus. I mean, it's, 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 we, we, we talked about this weeks ago or, or many episodes ago. Remember when we said that when TV first came out, I remember my dad didn't want to pay for cable. But the first point was cable came out because they said they wouldn't have commercials. And then cable comes out. I get my dad pops right. for cable, and but he wouldn't pop for HBO. Now you can stream and have only HBO. Uh, and then we all, let's look at Sirius XM radio. That first came out as, as touted as a commercial-free radio. Yes. Commercials, commercials all, over all over it. So now what's going to happen is now it's going to be a streaming war for the next decade. And by the yes. end of 20 – by 2029, they're all going to be packaged back together. It's going to be called cable again. <laughs> yes. And there will be plenty of commercials. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, that you cannot skip. Trust me. <laughs> exactly. So um, – but it's, that's got to, you got to admit that that was definitely something that was significantly Absolutely. different than the decade now, prior. as the father of young children, uh-huh. uh, have you signed up for Disney Plus yet? No, and I can't believe I haven't, but I did buy stock in Disney when I found out about it uh, months ago. Good idea. So, um, so which you has been own part so of uh, the Avengers. Yeah. This way. <laughs> I'm an investor. Speaking of that, so highest grossing movies in the decade, so The Force Awakens. Okay, in 2015, that grossed 2.2 billion worldwide. Holy, ma- which one? I hate to say this because I'm supposed to be the like non sports nerd on the show, mm-hmm. but um, which one was that? Um, the that Force was, Awakens was that the first of the latest trilogy? Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. all right, good. that was when the Force Awakens. Oh, that was when the Force when came woke up. Uh, woke right. up, and then what did it do? Return? <laughs> There's a 2.2 billion to put it in the top ten of all time, Damn. and then the Avengers Endgame in 2019 was also at 2.8 billion, is in the top ten of all time, which all is time. actually an interesting list. I'm going to save the rest of the list for future episodes, but that oh, was yeah? an interesting list when I looked it up. Interesting. Okay. okay. T- Talk about the streaming wars and, and going in connection with shows, but before we get to the to the to the to the real streamers, mm-hmm. Breaking Bad started in two thousand eight, but I felt like it became a phenomenon in you know two thousand ten eleven. You're okay. goddamn right. Right. So I mean that was a that was one of the biggest shows you know of the decade, even though it started in 08, but it was on AMC and then yeah. by like and it took a while to kind of pick up some yeah, right? Time, right? I'm yeah. not making I mean I'm, they, yeah, they deserve no. to be in that decade. Yeah, right? I I think so. Okay. Ozark's one of my favorites, the late 2017 oh, so start uh season three coming out. Uh and then Veep. Uh, that show's great, super hysterical. Dude, I've never watched Veep. Oh my gosh. It's almost you one of those it. shows that I refuse to watch because I know you're gonna. Watch I'm, I'm like saving it. Yeah, for well, some future well, date. So you, I don't know why. You got to give them credit for, for they went from 2012 to 2019. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, uh, family Guy, another decade of Family Guy. I'm still a huge fan, and I'm you still watching. Suck. Uh, and then Hamilton on Broadway. That was obviously something that got t- took the decade by storm. Wouldn't oh. you agree? 
Without question. Like, so, name another musical from the decade. Right? Like, it dominated <laughs> it. All yeah. right. So, uh, but before we get on to a little bit more in the pop culture, I, mm-hmm. the the all, the all biggest award, though, for the decade goes Uh-oh. to the Game of Thrones, starting in 2011 all the way through 2019. Really? Yeah. Why is that? I mean, that's just... That, that was it did seem to dominate. My I mean, favorite show. It, I th- it dominated all the awards the whole time. I mean, it was. And do you did insane. you did you rec- we got a little bit of credit um, on our on our uh, our Christmas our holiday songs from last week? You know, the twelve days of holidays. Yeah, lots of good feedback on that. You oh, is that right? A, you did a great job. Thank mixing you. I'm the, that. I'm the new Phil Spector. You did a great job. Um, uh, no, Jimmy Iovine is better than yeah, Spector. Yeah, yeah. Use too, Jimmy Iovine. Yeah, because I don't think Jimmy's killed anyone. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so, did you mention uh, Eleven Winters Coming? That was an homage to Game of Thrones. Yes, it was. Yeah, see, you notice that? Winters okay. Coming. All right, so there was two royal weddings in the decade. Oh, my. Yeah, that hasn't happened. Wow, that's um, right. And then from a musical standpoint, here's here's some of the folks that I want to give a shout out that are my favorites that came on like out of nowhere in, in the decade. Chainsmokers, okay. one of the tops. Drake, from a rapping standpoint, Icona Pop, I don't care. I love it. Calvin Harris, Justin Bieber, Lady Gaga. Justin Bieber was there, but he he grew up in this decade. He did. Okay. Lady Gaga, fantastic Lady Gaga. performer. Pink, Sam Hunt, mainstream crossing, uh, you know, sort of the country rap. I would give him credit for pr- practically starting that. One Direction, one of my favorite boy bands, Katy Perry, Adele. How big was Adele? I mean, come on. Dude, don't... Don't fat shame the poor thing. She's, she's lost weight. <laughs> Jesus. I didn't mean it like that, but you no, are she, But you are a comedian, Dan. I'm sorry. But you know what? She's great. She's great. Beautiful she's voice. Great. Mm. Um, Jennifer Lopez kept going. Like, is she going to keep going? She's, she's, and she's on. I cannot wait to watch her latest movie. Here's the pitch. Ready? You go, in, you go into a movie studio and you're going to pitch this movie. Ready? Jennifer Lopez as a stripper. <laughs> They immediately just Sounds hand good. you fifty million dollars. Like, <laughs> well, the thing that. is, is she looks better at this age than she did ten years ago. Why? How is that? Though? I don't know. I'm not arguing. Trust Money. me. Money. Yeah, a lot <laughs> um, of free time to work out. Um, Rune Five had a huge decade. Nicki Minaj, love yeah. her. Godier, who has sort of went out and came in, went. Imagine Dragons, and then <sighs> to 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 finish it up. Ed Sheeran. Okay, I remember seeing Ed Sheeran open for Taylor, Taylor Swift in the decade. And oh, thinking, really? This dorky-looking redhead is going right. to be freaking famous. Okay, <laughs> and I and he's and he's, he's still a dorky-looking redhead. Yeah, but and he, yet, but now he's been dating celebrities for the oh, I bet. Will for the rest of his life, and I think he made more money than pretty much everyone except for Taylor Swift last yeah, year, probably. Uh, and then again, obviously, a huge shout out to T Swift. All right, but. One of my favorite songs from the decade. Did you get it? Do you have it ready to go? Oh, God. Do I have to play you this? You have to. Give it to me. I went. <laughs> and you remember when I went to that concert with Brooklyn? Yes. Only straight guy there? Yes. <laughs> it was so much fun, though. All right. So, all right. Enough car, car, call me, maybe. Notable celebrity deaths. In the decade, oh, Prince in 2016, so Robin Williams, Amy Winehouse, David Bowie, Paul Walker. Oh, God, I love Paul Walker. And then Whitney Houston, all right, in 2012. Mm-hmm. And I thought this mm-hmm. would give me an opportunity to uh, throw out a little of my lyric, lyricist genius because I don't think I've done Whitney Houston before. So it's, uh, you know, um, Dance With Somebody. Yeah. Ready? I was acapella. I don't want to bring in anymore. We got to keep moving. So clock strikes on the early hour and the sun begins to raise. Not much more time to figure out how I'm going to spend the day. I've done all right up to now, but it's hub today that shows me how. (laughs) And when 9 a.m., Balls. I start making calls. Woo! Cause I want to sell to somebody. I want to make a deal with somebody. Don't worry, I'm not doing the whole thing. Yeah, I want to sell to somebody. To somebody who trusts me. Verse two is better, by the way, but I won't. I won't uh, bore you. Uh, Chris Cornell, Soundgarden. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, and then the the guy from Lincoln Park, a little a little bit of a copycat oh, yeah. deal. Anthony Bourdain, all right. Oh, yeah. Leonard Nimoy, can you give me a little of that? Can you got my? We've reviewed Star Trek before. Love it. Space, the final Space. frontier. The final frontier. Perfect, love it. <laughs> uh, Luke Perry. Oh man, Carrie Fisher. Dude, wait, 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 wait. Slow down. 
Luke Perry. I just I have to say this. He got a whole episode, though, because did you, he died. But did you ever see uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Well, we talked about this. Uh, if yeah, you've still not seen I it. I still haven't seen it. I will. Dude, you got to get on this. Luke Perry. Luke Perry, dude. A homage right. to him. Uh, Carrie Fisher, Elizabeth Taylor, and then uh, our man, Bill Paxton. You got s- We've used him before. I thought that was uh, All right, can I play? Can I play one of my favorite Paxton? Yeah, give it to me. You die. She walks out of here with a severe limp. I'll be back. Dude, do you, do you remember him from Weird Science? <laughs> That's That was the first time I remember seeing him. And when I was like, when, he's like, for God's sakes, put some clothes on. Yeah, and he's, he's, he's so he's good. <laughs> he's like the best older, old brother. Uh, Tom Petty, Alan Thicke, Joan Rivers, uh, Burt Reynolds. I thought he deserved a little... <laughs> Oh, God, I love it. <laughs> I uh, how did good you is, love Burt Reynolds? Oh, I did. And, and Dude, I, I love I used Burt to Reynolds. love uh, Cannonball Run. Burt Reynolds. You know Cannonball Run where, he, where they're driving the ambulance? Dude, I used to ambulance. watch all those movies. Uh, Every single Burt Reynolds movie <laughs> of that period. And I that's Farrah Fawcett is the female in that, right? Oh, I had that. I had that poster. So um, let's keep moving here. Aretha Franklin, James Gandolfini, Casey Kasem, Nipsey Hussle, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, we, are, we mentioned Chester Bennington, Penny Marshall, Dick Clark, Corey Haim, B.B. King, Michael Clark Duncan, Dennis Hopper, Andy Griffith, Gary Coleman. What you talking about, Willis? Uh, Florence Henderson of the of, of Carol Brady fame. Leslie Nielsen. Oh. oh, how great is Leslie Nielsen? Gene Wilder. How great is Gene Wilder? Uh. We didn't give we didn't give Robin Williams enough credit at the top, oh, by the way. Hey, oh, hey. Yeah, and, and Prince. I mean, forgot. God's sakes. Yeah. Um, uh, Hugh Hefner, which, by the way, when he died, my friend moved in to his mansion. <laughs> Evan? Yeah. Is it Evan? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he let, they let him live there until he passed away. So then he passed away and he officially got to move into Hugh's uh, bedroom. Mm. Uh, Nate Dogg, you know, the rapper Roger Moore loved him. Oh, Dan, man. Don Rickles, James Garner, Sherman Hemsley, who was George Jefferson, Shirley Temple died in 2014, actually at dinner her, in her uh, her house in no, Hollywood one you time. No, did not. Yep. And then one of my favorite artists of all time who was going to allow me to do a quick uh, little lyrical uh, humble brag is George Michael, uh, died in 2016, uh, yes. did rewrite one of his songs, Faith. Um, so <clears throat> here we go. Okay. Well, I guess it, remember, I, I sell insurance is my day job. Okay. <laughs> if you couldn't tell uh, from the Whitney Houston. So here's George Michael, the rewrite of faith. And well, I guess it would be nice mm-hmm. if I could reach somebody. Mm-hmm. I know not everybody mm-hmm. wants to get a call from you. Mm-hmm. Oh, but you got to think twice mm-hmm. before you give the fee away. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know all those games they play because we play them too. Oh, but you need some time to put your plan in motion. It's time to pick your quote up off the floor. But when the deal comes down to only self-promotion, we'll take some thick skin, baby, but is there show when you the door? And then you got to sell rate. Ooh, you got to sell rate. Sometimes you got to sell rate, a rate, a rate. I just sell the rate, a rate, a rate. Baby. <laughs> I know you're wow. asking me to say my rates will never get away from where I started out with you. Maybe. <laughs> uh, anyway, verse two is better on that one, too. All right. Anyway. And then before we move into a little bit of the politics and you give me the politics song, I do want to yeah. give a shout out to Colin Kaepernick and the rise of the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, and I never thought that I would, you know, when I was a kid, or I'm sure many people in the United States would never thought that kneeling at the national anthem would be a thing. Wait, he died? <laughs> no, he didn't die. Oh, okay. But I'm just moving at him from a transition oh, gotcha. from sports to politics right. because Kaepernick was a sports figure who was very and that, political. But that was definitely this decade, yeah. Right? And so you never w- would have thought that kneeling for the national anthem would be something cool to do, but it officially became cool in many circles to do during this decade. True. All right. So with that, let's move over to politics. Can you give me? The chief, and he needs hailing. Hail to the Dan. He's the producer, and this show wasn't there oh, oh. a show or a movie where the president was called President Hale? <laughs> I don't, yeah, is that yeah. the West Wing? I don't remember. I don't know. Okay, so politics in the decade. All right, I mean a huge, <laughs> huge opportunity. Obama got reelected in 2012, uh, and then you know obviously the biggest story with Hillary Clinton not getting elected in 2016, and businessman Donald Trump officially changing politics forever. And just like we mentioned a few minutes ago about who would have thought that kneeling for the national anthem would be celebrated in this decade, then the also <laughs> the phrase "Make America Great Again." 
was also divisive in this decade. Yes. Right? That yes. like who would have thought kneeling for the national anthem and the phrase make America great again would right. both make people's skin <laughs> skin crawl. <laughs> uh, the rise of Bernie Sanders and the socialists. What? I mean that was, you know, I'm that's really obviously huge. Yeah. And by the way, I was looking at this. Where the hell did the Tea Party go? Because the more I research oh. the Tea Party, I'm I am Mr. Tea Party. Okay? Is that right? Like Mr. Libertarian Tea Party type of guy. You know, they disappeared. They were founded in 2009 and they sure faded away, didn't they? Yeah. So uh, a couple more things on politics. We've talked about uh, uh, Malala, that that beautifully spoken, well-spoken oh Middle Eastern gal. Sure. Will you give her that phrase? Get- one child, one teacher, one book and one pen can change the world. Ugh. God, when I first heard that, I had tears in my eyes. Uh, don't today, but that's because I'm saving some tears for the end. Uh, but she was awesome. I mean, talking about you know uh, oppression in the Middle East uh, and, and women's rights in the Middle East. Um, so you got to give her a lot of credit, you know, for standing up to women's oppression for the, the for another decade in a row. There is still not peace in the Middle East. <laughs> Yes. Okay. We're going, still trying. Going strong. Okay. China, the official rise of China. I mean, talk about their mm-hmm. growth in this decade. Yes. And then the constant North Korean bullshit uh, obviously hasn't gone anywhere. Marijuana is now legalized in 10 states. Okay. Yes. Only nine states remain where it is completely illegal, by the way. So that's going to wrap up our politics section. I thought, you know, medical marijuana uh, legalization is also was a big thing, obviously, in this decade as well. Yes. So let's pack our bags for the travel section, please. So, by the way, in this decade, we saw the biggest increase in air travel, and that's only going to keep keep going up. We did? Yep, yep, yep. So, uh, before we, you know, huge, huge increase in air travel Where's this decade. Where's everyone going? Well, they just have, it's more affordable, basically. Mm, um, so, I, w- I do want to make a couple points about uh, uh, Christmas with the kids. So, two things. One, I popped for expensive wrapping paper, and it is so much easier for the first time in my life. I paid extra for expensive wrapping paper. Right, not the fifty cents ones. Like like four ninety nine per roll. Okay, like significantly more expensive. You want to know why it's more expensive? Because it's way easier to wrap presents. Yes, it's oh my god, how much yes. easier it is. Yeah, just want to you know, just to point out that buy more expensive wrapping paper. It saves you so much time, and time is money. Um, did I tell you? <laughs> did I tell you? I got the kids a uh, old fashioned arcade game. It's got 60 what? of the old school games. Galag- you mean like Galaga. a stand up and yeah, put stand quarters up. in the. Oh, yeah. Really? You, you can turn it on to make it accept quarters. I'm thinking about putting no, it on. No, you the front cannot. Yeah, yes. And it was so Wait, cool. How many games? 60 something? 60 all in one unit. And here's the, the point I, I want to make out. We talk about short. Sh- yeah, of course you can. Anytime you want. Social media previously. And the games that our kids are playing, these micro games where you just touch things with your fingers. Okay. Okay. Our five year olds. Mm hmm. Our twin five-year-olds, mm-hmm. their their hand-eye coordination when they started playing the joystick and the buttons, mm-hmm. it was almost like they were one years old, and and it was almost really? it was a little embarrassing. And I was like thinking they've already gotten better over the week, mm-hmm. but when they first showed up, they like they're like jamming the joystick trying to rip it off. They don't know which buttons to hit. They're <laughs> not listening. The we're like, no, listen, <laughs> move the thing, move the joystick to the right or the left for playing pinball, right? And they're mm. slamming it forward and slamming it back. And you're thinking, wow, like when I was that age, I had already beaten Super Mario Brothers, <laughs> right? But that's because there was only one game. Like my parents right. bought a Nintendo right. and there was only you Super Mario it, Brothers. Right. I played it over and over and over. Right. So I'm anxious to see if they can keep getting better. Um, but I don't know. I know that doesn't necessarily fit in the travel section, but I did want to bring it up because it, you know, right after that, we went up to the mountains. So Ooh, that's right. They, we go up to Big Bear. They, it's a, it's supposed to be a two and a half hour drive. They, there's two ways to get to Big Bear. All right. There's, and so those of you living in Southern California, you know, it's been snowing. You can see the beautiful mountains, nothing better in Southern California than when you can see snow capped mountains. Oh, and it's clear. Great. It's, yeah. it's the, it's the it's best gorgeous. thing on earth. Um, it, on top of the best weather on earth. So they closed down one way to Big Bear. The 330 got closed down. I make a I make an executive decision, pull out before I even knew it was closed down. I just had a feeling. Yeah. Go around. My tires are a little bit bald, but I do have four-wheel drive. Buy the chains because my wife is like, no, it says right there, have to have chains. I talk my way through uh, uh, you know, uh, a security or you know, like a guy checking to say, make sure you have chains. And I'm like, oh, I'm like no, don't worry. I got four-wheel drive, and I got the chains just in case we need them. We rent a cabin in the middle of the woods. There's like five feet of snow. It's spectacular. It's beautiful. I still don't have the chains on. I drop the kids off uh, and go back to the store because we, you know, we're going to cook some food and save some money. So I come back. 
and there's a guy dropping off a snow shovel from the cabin place that we rented. I was like, dude, you, you guys don't have a snow shovel here. I, I want to shovel the, the, the porch. Oh, yeah. And they're like, uh, really? Really? I'm like, yeah. I grew up in Chicago. I haven't shoveled anything in 20 years. Right. Give me a uh, shovel. And she goes, yeah, we'll send a shovel and then I'll send you my address. <laughs> which I thought was kind of funny. But I, I genuinely, awesome. the next morning, woke up at like oh, 6.30 yeah. and shoveled more snow than I've shoveled in in 20 years. Well, yeah. It's <laughs> fun right. to do every 20 years. So, But anyway, it's on a hill. So the guy's dropping off the, 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 uh, oh. the snow shovel. Yeah. So I had to stop on a hill. He leaves. I'm like, oh, thanks, buddy. I go to try and go up the hill. No. Start sliding. My giant LX570 Lexus spins sideways, jackknife in the middle of the road. Okay, oh. so I now I'm now I'm sideways. Okay, in the middle of the road, <laughs> I have to go side to side, back and forth, trying to make it work. Slide oh, back, no. and I saw a driveway that we pulled up into earlier, thinking it was our cabin that we were renting. Okay. I'm like, this is sweet. They got a heated driveway. I, this, is, this doesn't seem like the right one. Sure, for the amount of money we paid, I don't think this one has a heated driveway. <laughs> no? um, but I pulled up anyway. I'm trying to back into that driveway now because I'm like sliding down the hill, well, about yeah. to go into a little like Do you ravine. Have a choice, right? I get stuck in the divide and like, like in the snow bank back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Some guy's going to, I pay some guy to come back with a chain to pull me out, but I don't, I'm like getting antsy. Ugh. So I go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Like I got my crawling motion for the four wheel drive right. and all this shit. My transmission is definitely screwed. Um, I finally get it to where I'm on an angle on the uh, heated driveway. All right. By oh. myself, four <laughs> houses away. I sprint up the hill with the groceries because it might, you know, the kids are hungry. I'm about to pass out from the altitude. All right. Oh, no. I walk back to my car and I think I got a long way to go. Right. That was, and then it took me an hour to get to that point. I'm on an angle. I put the chains on by myself. Talk about huh? a 1950s. Talk about right. just like, yeah, I accomplished Ripped. something. Arr. Got the chains on my car by myself. Look like I just been went through a mud run. All right. I look like I shit, bet. but then I got the chains on. You better believe I didn't go straight home. Did I, you drive, did I you drove around. around. <laughs> I drove around the neighborhood for a little while feeling good about myself. Man. You better yeah. believe it. So had a fantastic trip, took the kids skiing for the first time. Wow. And now I know why you don't take your kids skiing. It's hard. We were there for 30 minutes. I was already in for about $900. Because they forgot their gloves, and then we needed a new oh, jacket. No. I, I brought the, the the snow stuff out. Apparently, the ki these kids grow. Yeah. So the last time I yeah. had the snow stuff was apparently a year ago. Well, it only fits one of them now. Yeah. I put their pants on. Their pants are going up to the middle of their shins. That's not going to work. <laughs> so you got to get new pants. I run down to Kmart, thank God, and got at least got oh, a good, good deal there. But then okay. I forgot the jackets, got them too big. Next thing you know, you got to buy them at the ski resort. And anybody who knows about anything at a uh. ski resort knows you pay about 200% extra. And- Lift tickets, even a big They're bear, insane. is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, how can anyone afford to do this regularly? So anyway, but they loved it, and it was they so, did. I, it was I had such a nice time. We had some great videos. Uh, then we go home, watched Evan Almighty. The kids are all asleep. Is, if you don't remember that movie, I like that movie. Uh, and it was all about Evan. Uh, you know, it's, uh, uh, Steve Carell. Yeah, Steve Carell, right? Yeah. In the movie, God tells he's like Noah showing or him something, that, right? Yeah, Noah showing him that he needs to spend more time with his family. So then I'm brought yeah. to tears as all my kids are sleeping in this right. cabin. I'm watching Evan Almighty. I'm crying. I'm like, Jesus, this is fantastic, right? Then wake up to the carbon monoxide thing going off because we started the, the because apparently the stove from the 1940s puts off carbon monoxide so then the carbon monoxide thing's going off Christine thinks we're all going to die oh. so then she opens all the windows thing is it's it's 19 <laughs> yeah, degrees so when I when I checked out I said a couple things all right <clears throat> first faucet in the kitchen is leaking faucet in the bathroom is leaking and that's oh. not a big deal but right. My kids were woken up by the carbon monoxide thing going off. <laughs> and that's and not good. I'm standing here today, so it's not terrible, but it's not good. Yeah. No, not good. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. uh, and then have you ever seen The Greatest Show uh, Greatest Show on Earth? The no. Greatest Showman? No. Uh, the, from P.T. Barnum, you know, the circus guy? Yeah, it's a which, huge Ackman. Yeah, huge Ackman. Yeah. Um, also watched that when Brooklyn fell asleep at the Clemson game. Because we went to Arizona, you know? Yeah. Um, watched that for the first time, and the kids have been watching it. That's another fantastic movie. Is it really? And it's I've all never about, seen that. It's all about a father who, who's, a, who's a big showman, 
Yes. And he almost loses his family until he figures it out. And I was thinking, well, I'm not, I haven't lost. I'm just nowhere near. I'm nowhere near losing no. my family. But it's but, always a good. But reminder, I got a lot of like, big dreams. Sure, I got a lot of big dreams. You could be Pete. And we're going to bring that in as we as we yeah, keep we going. Get an All right. So finally, as we cross over to Brooklyn's Bridge for the last part of the show, we hope you stick around because then you're going to know. Mm. All right. So we left out a couple of the top stories from the decade, but I'm going to talk about a few things from the decade that I think bring people together. Then we're going to close it out with an email that I got from the universe, and then. And before we bring up the my most played song of the year in my iPhone, oh. in my iTunes, yeah, and we're going to play almost the whole thing because the lyrics are so freaking awesome right. we're and they're so perfect sued. timing. Right, but but by, if we would have been sued by now, don't you think? And if and if and if Macklemore, little pre- precursor, if Macklemore wants to come after us and he doesn't think that that song in this particular moment didn't bring joy to people's lives, right. then t- call my attorney. Exactly. All right. So first thing, gun violence obviously didn't go away in the decade, yeah. but I feel like it's it's actually finally bringing more people together. You know, the Sandy Hook Pulse nightclub, the Las Vegas shooting. I feel like the the gun violence aspect of the United States is actually finally changing. I feel like there's actually a moment where most, you know, educated Americans believe that you should not have a, the ability to clip on multiple rounds right, and turn your right. thing into a, a machine gun. But you know, as you're saying this, and I hope I'm I hope I'm right. I feel like I haven't heard about any school mass shootings lately. Yeah. Well, are they down? I, I I think they're probably down in general. But my point was is that I feel like over this decade it continued yeah, to happen, and I think there's it's some you know they're not going to take away the guns of all Americans. Yeah, okay. No, no, no. But there happen. are some things that both sides are starting to agree on that make perfect sense. Which is great. Progress. Like yeah. how about we do some more background checks or just follow the rules that we have. Right. Yeah. Like, let's do a better what job. Do you, say? you know, like even even conservatives are finally on board with that. <laughs> yes. So finally. anyway, that's my point of bringing it together. The Deepwater Horizon uh, uh, debacle. Remember that that off the Gulf of, Coast, uh, Gulf oh, of Mexico in 2010? That was bad. That was a made a movie. Marky Mark was in it. Uh, Bin Laden got killed in 2011. Yes. He who did. wasn't behind, who were who weren't. We were all together on that we one. We were huh? very unified. 2013, the Boston Marathon bombing. I felt like we were unified. In 2014, ISIS is starting to completely spread. And then when they beheaded James Foley, remember that? Yeah. Didn't it, didn't it feel like we were all behind that 100%? Like ISIS, we're, we're on you. It's on like yeah. Donkey Kong. Yeah. All right. A little yeah. shout out for the arcade games. Uh, and then 2015, <laughs> same-sex marriage got legalized by the Supreme Court. Right? right. Like what educated human doesn't think that that wasn't. Didn't yeah. need to happen. It took a while. Uh, and then 2017 saw the start of the hashtag Me Too movement with Harvey mm-hmm. Weinstein, right? Mm-hmm. Like that came on strong and it ain't going anywhere. So, no. and it's no. brought many, many people together. So, before we get to, into again to my favorite song of the decade, uh, and we have to listen to it, I, I want to read an email I got from the universe this okay. morning. Right. Okay. Oh, this morning. This morning, New Year's Eve. This is the, and we've talked about this before. You know how I get emails every day sure. from the universe? Yeah. We talk about them at times. We do a whole uh, episode on them, but this was perfect. Ready? (sighs) From the universe. I want you to know, Corey, that I've ordered up another year for you. I think I'll call it 2020. I'm going to put most of the same people from 2019 in it since you all think so much alike, but there'll also be a few new, very cool cats coming to play. Give them some time to grow up, though, (laughs) and I'm going to have things start off pretty much exactly where they left off in 2019 for continuity's sake. Flip folks out too much when I don't. All in all, 365 (laughs) more days in paradise and only one request of you. Dream bigger. Cool? Let's do this. The universe. Nice. And I felt I was I was felt like my wife and I were talking about the show last night and she's like, these are all sort of downers. Gun violence, deep water horizon, mare bombings, ISIS, you know, like negative, negative, negative. Right. But then you get the letter. And then I got the letter because you hurt your knee. That's why. Yeah. Well, that's right. If if my knee had felt well. Yeah. Then we we would have done the show and you would have. And I wouldn't have had that. So wow, I, it's, it all same, happens same for a happens. reason, and the universe is feeling it for me. So with that, exactly. all right. So this song, I realized I was looking, for, trying to find the song to end the show because again, we we love getting sued on the show. Um, I I looked back, and this song was the song I've played the most this year. But it also I think is perfect for the end of a decade. This is "Good Old Days" by Macklemore, and it's it's about three minutes. But just listen to the lyrics. I'm going to throw some in there for you so that you can actually hear the lyrics, all right? And if you haven't heard this song, then replay it, download it, buy it, Spotify it, whatever. I wish somebody would have told me, babe, that someday these will be 
I can't sing like Kesha, but nope. I will give some of the rap lyrics from Macklemore. Here it comes. <clears throat> I was thinking about the band. I was thinking about the fans. We were underground, loaded merch in that 12-passenger van in a small club in Minnesota, and the snow outside of first ad. I just wanted my name in a star. And I look where we at, still growing up. I'd lay in my bed and dream about what I'd become. Couldn't wait to get older. Couldn't wait to be someone. Now that I'm here, wishing I was still young. Those good old days. Are, are you listening to the lyrics, Dan? Yes. Aren't they good? You're, you're hoping I cry. I was. I listened to it three times on the way over to the studio. I cried twice. <laughs> Did you really? Uh huh. She can sing. She's a very good singer. She's got her life cleaned up too. Good for her. Good. Wish I didn't think I had the answers Wish I didn't drink all of that glass first Wish I made it to homecoming Got up the courage to ask her Wish I would've gotten out of my shell Wish I put the bottle back on that shelf Wish I wouldn't have worried about what other people thought And felt comfortable with myself Rooftop opening And the stars above Moment frozen, sneaking out and falling in love Me, you, and that futon We just begun On the grass dreaming Figure not who I was. Those good old days. And I feel like it has a lot to do with our show, too. Do you agree? Yes. And, but what were they doing on the futon? <laughs> Shut up. Dreaming. Don't worry. We're, it's, uh, there's only one more verse, and then we'll fade it out. But like I said, three minutes of your life. And this is a perfect, I felt like a perfect ending to the, to the, to the show for the decade. I thought we'd get old. Maybe we're still young. Maybe you always look back and think it was better than it was. Maybe these are the moments. Maybe I've been missing out what it's about. Scared of the future. Thinking about the past while missing out on now. We've come so far. I guess I'm proud. And I ain't worried about the wrinkles around my smile. I got some scars. I've been around. I felt some pain. I've seen some things, but I'm here now. Oh, those good old days. All right, almost done. We're not going to listen to the whole thing. <laughs> Till it goes. Until it's gone. You don't know. That's a pretty good song. Get it out. What it's, you it's got? Uh, Till it goes. Till it's gone. Huh? I mean, is that fantastic or what? These are the good old days. Huh? You know? Ah. Uh. Okay. Well, hopefully you guys listen to the whole song, all right? Because then it's worth it. <laughs> all right. So this is our last show of 2019, and I cannot wait to see what happens in 2020 with the show, Dan. Uh, I can't imagine that we're going anywhere but up. You know it. So with that, don't forget that when you keep a positive attitude at all times, something's always brewing. Corey Pollard is back at quarterback now. I'll be back. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.